Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right. Hey, mamas, welcome back. I'm excited to cover this topic with you today because I kind of left you on a cliffhanger a few episodes ago where I explained to you what to do when they ask for more. And I was basically like, yes, give them more, give them more, give them more. And I said I would be recording an episode soon about when to say no. Today is that day. We're going to talk about under what circumstances and in what situations you should be saying no. So I get a lot of um, responses back every time I throw out this idea of filling their plates with more food when they ask for it. Um, Yeah, but when do I say no? When do I cut them off? Like, where is the threshold of, okay, that's enough oranges. You've had four or whatnot. Kind of where's that, um, that boundary that we need to set with our kids of when to start saying no. So today we're going to cover that. So I know that a lot of us get a little bit anxiety ridden over our kids eating a ton or too little. We all have this idea, basically this expectation of how much food our our kiddo should be eating in each sitting. And when they don't meet that expectation or they exceed it, we start to get a little anxious. And I was talking about this on my Instagram the other day, but... The portion sizes that we see in prepackaged uniform baby food jars or even packaged foods for adults, that is completely made up arbitrarily. There is no research or reasons behind that. Um, and we get used to seeing it, so then we expect it in our children. And the thing is, is that we want to be able to trust our kids. Our end goal here, my end goal here is to teach you how to respect your kids' boundaries and how to instill in them that they are enough, their body is enough, their body knows how much food and um, when to stop with food specifically. So in order to do that, we have to let them, A, sometimes eat too much, B, feel hungry, and C, get out of their way. And I know that's really hard to hear, but in all reality, Our appetites fluctuate so much. Our appetites are tied directly to how much sleep we get, how much um, exercise or movement we're doing, how much we're using our brains, how much we are stressing, how much we're playing, how much we're being physical. All the things are attached to our appetites. So absolutely, they go up and down. So I want you to take a quick second and think about maybe the last meal you just ate. Was that a typical amount that you eat? Is it 
Um, you eat the exact same thing for lunch every day and it's the exact same portion, the exact same amount, or does it fluctuate daily? Do sometimes you eat an entire sandwich and some days you eat half a sandwich and some days you have a sandwich and a bag of chips or grapes or whatever that might look like for you? Does it change or does it stay static? Now, if you said change, then I want you to realize that your kids are the exact same way. If you said static, I want you to maybe dig a little bit deeper and see why that is. Is that because you're not listening to your body and you just have maybe a habit of how much food you should be eating? If so, and you struggle listening to your own body, I highly recommend you check out my other podcast, Diet Riot Podcast. And that's a podcast where I talk to adults how to become intuitive eaters, how to listen to your own body and kind of tune out that idea that our appetite should stay the same and we should be eating certain foods and not other foods and all that sort of thing. I highly recommend you check that out, if nothing else, but to know that it's easier to raise an independent intuitive eater if you are one yourself. Okay, now that that's over with, I want to refocus. So on our kids, we should know and expect that their appetite will change that they will eat large amount of foods in some sittings and no foods in other sittings, or be consistently what we consider an undereater or consistently what we consider an overeater. And this is completely normal. Their body is changing all the time. And I know personally for my son, he'll go through 10 to 12 day streaks of literally eating everything I can think of to put on his plate. And I'll have moments of worry, feeling like, can I even afford to feed this child for the rest of his life? And then all of a sudden he'll go through a, you know, 10 to 14 day streak of eating hardly anything and maybe skipping lunch. And that's because his body is going through major growth spurts. So remember that the first few years of life is when these babies are going to be growing the absolute most. They are doubling, tripling, quadrupling in size in very few short amount of years. They're growing in um, height, they're growing in width, they're growing in weight, and growing mentally. Their brains are developing, and that takes a lot of calories to actually grow. So with that being said, I want you to change your expectations or your mindset to how much they will eat to a kind of a feeling of wonder. I wonder how much they're going to eat today. I wonder if they're growing. I wonder if they're going through a growth spurt, kind of more of a frame of curiosity to how much they're eating rather than a judgment or a specific kind of idea of what you think they should be eating or what their plate should look like at the end of a meal. Okay, so now on to the good part, right? (laughs) When should you say no to requests for more food? So number one is food allergies. If they have a food allergy, absolutely, it is your job to keep them safe and protected and say no to whatever that food is if they have an allergic reaction to it. Number two, if it's outside the meal and snack schedule. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, um, click below, I'll link it below, all about setting up a meal and snack schedule and why that's important. But when they're asking for food outside that meal and snack schedule, you acknowledge that they're hungry, that they're feeling hungry, and you make a plan for when you're going to eat next, and then you redirect. So you may say something like, oh, I know you want those grapes right now. How about we put them on the menu for lunch in a little while? Let's play with X, Y, and Z until lunchtime rolls around and then move on to playing. 
Number three is that there's no food left. If you put it on the plate and they've eaten through the bag of grapes, then that's all that we had. So we can't say yes. A great way to respond in this situation is, I'm so sorry, we're all out. We ate them all up for lunch. Mommy will make sure to put them on the list for next time. Now, here's a little caveat. I think a lot of us feel like when we buy food and it goes really quickly in one sitting, that that's not what we intended. We bought those grapes to last us three or four meals, and maybe it only lasted us one or two. And I know that that can be disheartening or hard on us mentally, but reminder that they're still getting those nutrients. So in a week, you know, if you're looking at their intake overall, it doesn't really matter if they're getting all those nutrients in two days or five days. I hope that makes sense to you and I hope that helps, but I do know it can be a little disheartening and not to mention, sometimes it can be a little stressful with financial implications of that, right? If we buy grapes and they're kind of expensive and then we finish them in two days and we expect them to last four, that can be really hard on us mentally and financially. So my suggestion for you there is A, hold out and hold tight because I do have an episode about how to make your dollar stretch a little bit um, with food, but also to remember that we're investing in the health and nourishment of our kids. So it perfectly makes sense that our money is going towards food. Okay. I think I'm on number four here. Um, But the next reason why you might say no is that you need to save some for the rest of the family. So it's perfectly acceptable to be transparent with them and honest with them about needing this food to be nourishing other people and not just them. So it's perfectly okay to say, oh, that's all we have for today. The rest are for tomorrow or the rest are for daddy's lunch or the rest is for mommy later or right now. It's perfectly fine to set up those boundaries. And yes, a tantrum may ensue. But it's okay to set up those boundaries and let them know that other people in the family need access to that food as well. I also wanted to mention another time when to say no is actually when the mealtime has gone too long. So I typically recommend to keep mealtimes between 15 minutes um, on the shorter side to about 35 to 45 minutes, whatever works for your family. But it is nice when your kids are dragging on mealtime, which some kids tend to do, to have an end point. And the way that you do this is using a sand timer so that they can visually see how much longer they have to eat. Um, but it's perfectly appropriate to cut them off at the end of the meal and let them know that that food will be available for them later. I like to tell them that I'll save it for them for later, put it in the fridge. Maybe they even help you wrap it up um, so that they know they have access so they don't feel stressed about not having that access. But um, that's another time to maybe say no to the meal um, when the meal has dragged on for quite some time. Okay, and the final one I want to address here is maybe not a food allergy, but a reaction to food if they eat it too much. So a lot of times I hear parents talk about um, constipation or diarrhea as a direct result from the amount of food or specifically fruit that their kids are eating. So I want to address this. I am a big fan of letting them eat it. And then once the consequence comes down the pipeline to gently use it as a teaching moment. Now, not every two-year-old or a year and a half-year-old is going to understand that they ate so many slices of cantaloupe that 
now their tummy is hurting them and they're having diarrhea. They're not fully going to understand that, but we can walk them through that process gently and then remind them of it next time that cantaloupe is available. Say, oh, do you remember last time we ate so much cantaloupe that our tummies weren't feeling well? Maybe we should have some more some more of our crackers or something like that along those lines to gently guide them. Now, as they get older, they're going to be able to connect those dots a little bit better and a little bit faster. And that's what we want them to do. We want them to eventually be able to make those decisions of how much of that food is going to sit well inside of their belly and how much of that food is going to make them maybe feel a little bit sick. So we want to gently remind them it is not a firm no, but it is something to be mindful of. And then another reminder that in those teaching moments, and then another reminder is that although one time they had bad diarrhea after eating a large amount of cantaloupe, for example, It doesn't mean every time they eat a large amount of cantaloupe, they're going to feel sick. So as our bodies grow and mature, the way that we respond to foods does change. And sometimes what we thought was a direct reaction to something like cantaloupe wasn't. It may have been something else. So just a reminder here that it's a constant ebb and flow and growth process. Okay, so those are my examples of when to say no to more food. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, I hope this answered your questions. If not, feel free to direct message me on my Instagram at mamaandmerd or email me at alyssa at mamaandmerd.com. Thanks, mamas. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama dot and dot me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mamaandmerd.com. Until next week, mamas. Thank you.